0: Welcome to a Shot in the Arm podcast, I'm Ben Plumley, and we're on the road with the Global Listening Project here in Lagos, Nigeria. This is the second of our Lagos episodes, and this one's also brought to you with our friends from Frontline Aids. Yes, we're sharing the mic again. In this episode, it's a feature-length episode, Waisha Raphael, our production coordinator and co-host, chats and listens to some incredible young women from Lagos. Uh, it's a fascinating conversation it's infuriating and it is inspiring and at the end of it she and I will come back and we will chew the cud on things that we've learned and where we go from here so I hope you enjoy it
1: Thank you, Ben, for that introduction. As you can see, we are joined by these three lovely ladies, Adiola, uh, Hassana, and Biodun. I'm going to give them an opportunity, obviously, to introduce themselves. Um, But like I said, they're going to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about who they are, where they're from, the work that they do. Um, Just a hint a little bit about them, the three of them that I know, is that they are MTV Sugar alumni. So we're very excited to have them in the house uh, and learn a little bit about uh, what the work that they've been doing. And yeah, Adiola, do you want to start?
2: Good morning, once again. Like I said, my name is Adiola. I'm Secretary of Association of Positive Duty in Nigeria. Um, I'm an advocate for HIV, mostly on young people. Um, I'm a peer educator, an adherence counselor, a mentor mother as well on this line. So I got to meet MTV Sugar then. So coupled with my experience, the experience I had on this HIV, so when I was able to meet with MTV Sugar, I was able to overcome the stigma and the trauma that I went through. Far back 2013, I was diagnosed HIV positive, I was hospitalized, they never told me I was HIV positive, they just said eh somebody just sent a text message to me and said you are HIV positive. What I'm trying to say is, I was not told by the medical practitioners, it was somebody that just called me, they called somebody on phone and all that. So I really faced trauma. I was sleeping in the passage then. So when I was going through all this, I met with Mr. Larry he brought me in from MTV Sugar. I participated then. So then I was able to learn that I got a lot of a lot of I was I was able to learn and I was able to to feel free like saying um living with HIV is not the end of the old show because the MTV Sugar was based on the HIV stuff and all that. So I was I was encouraged. I was they, they they put smiles on my face and all that. So then it was fun to be with MTV Sugar. I played a role of a cancer test and and um a pair educator then. So since then I've been able to be on my own. I've been able to I've been able to fight for young people living with HIV that have been stigmatized or discriminated and all that. It was fun. It was really, really good. We we want more of it because of the young people that they have gone through what I've gone through, that they did not see somebody that will encourage them, that would give them life and hope and all that. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Hassana? Um, my name is Hassana Adams. I'm the Legal State Coordinator for Nineta. NANITA is Nigerian youth working on HIV and AIDS, also a peer educator, I'm a counselor, and at the same time, I'm an athlete. Um working on um HIV It's a very lovely thing that I can never say no to do because at least I have touched a lot of lives of which I think it's a very good thing so
1: thank you Biodun you can go ahead and tell us about yourself
4: okay I'm Biodun Biodun Lamine I'm from Kogi and I'm a peer educator um i worked with a mtv base back then uh, was it 2000 and i don't know i, I, I don't i don't know yeah. <laughs> yeah it's okay <laughs> well, whatever Eh. Hey, so along the line i got to meet i was brought into the line because my sister she was actually in, in, in into it so i get to meet a lot of people that are affected with the disease and she actually taught me not to discriminate or uh, I she taught me how to accommodate a lot of them. So I've been exposed to that at my early age. So working with the MTV base and seeing a lot of people being infected back then, so it's not a big deal. And I can see that we are growing in Nigeria with the way everything we are growing and we are learning to protect each other
1: from yeah. infection. Yeah. 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 I love that. Thank you guys for sharing. Um, I suppose maybe you guys have worked together before. Of
4: mm-hmm. course yeah. we all worked Can
1: together. Can you give me a story of how you guys met? <laughs> okay.
3: Mr. Larry Baba Mole, right now he's the coordinator, national coordinator mm. of um Nigeria Youth Working on HIV and AIDS. Uh mostly people on that platform are activists. And he was the one who dragged me in. Mm-hmm. And he said, Hasana, let's go and do HIV walk. And I said, Okay. What's so sweet about it? He said, Come on. I know you love talking. Mm-hmm. And I know you <laughs> love encouraging people. By the time you get there, you know what we're talking about. I'm also MTV based sugar is coming up and um they're gonna be using a lot of counselors and their and Stuff, so I want you to come on board so that we can be able to make an impact. So that was how Mr. Larry dragged me in, mm-hmm. and I met Biola. Um, she was very young, but to God be the glory, she's growing, yeah, like I'm growing as well, yeah. though, but I'm still an elder sister to her, though. So, um, do here. Mm-hmm. I said, Larry invited me, let me also invite you so we can be able to go into the city of Lagos State to make some changes. Mm. And so that's how we have worked together. And um, after the winding up of um, Sugar Projects, it really hits me personally badly because I believe there are a lot of youth there that we've imparted in their lives. I can tell you, I dictated two people living with HIV unknowingly on the one we did at Unilag, i was the one who tested them mm. and i felt like oh my god so this thing is actually happening right here and mm. these people do not really know they mm. don't even know because when you see the reaction of people who have been living with it before now mm. you will know and those ones who got to know about it now you will definitely know mm. so those are my kind of experience that um i felt like no We just need to make some changes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how MTV base can come back because we need to just make more Mm impacts to the youth. youth. You
1: hear that MTV come back to Nigeria. Most especially
3: Sophie. Sophie have played a very vital role in Mm -hmm. that same movie. Uh this mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank and you. Yes, and Emmanuel. Most especially mm. Femi as well. Yeah. You know, we just want the MTV base to come back alive, I swear. Yeah. I just want it. General, I personally want it to come back alive mm. because a lot of youth out there, you know, youths love watching any station that mm. there is music. Mm. And coming in from that angle of MTV, yeah. you know, mm. it's really, really costs. Across to a mm. lot of youths out there in Nigeria, mm. not even just Nigeria. They kept watching and watching and watching, mm. and that's where they were getting the information mm. from. More
1: mm. they don't you want know, it. so that is it. Yeah, they should come back. They yeah. should just
3: come back. I, I'm begging. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on my knees because <laughs> to be candid back, with
1: yeah.
3: you, mm. we are the one on the field, mm. and I can tell you our experiences. Mm. Some does not know that I've been living with this thing. And some you will even call them, they will tell you, please, I don't have time. Mm. And some will even slap you along the line, even cancelling enough, just cancelling that, you know, you can contact this from this. Sure did I tell you that I have HIV in it, why do you want to test me? But if you have gotten that information from a very lively platform, like what Sugar have done on MTV Base, I am sure the information will cut across more than ever. And let me just be sincere with you, because I go to program here and there. Mm -hmm. Let me just say almost every day by day, most especially when I just come into the office, this one will call me, we want you to come and talk about this, we want you to come and talk about this. I tell you, the rate of which the awareness of HIV is going down right now in Mm -hmm. Nigeria, for me if I have to give it a grade it's 20 percent
4: yeah very low out of 100 very, very low
3: and I just have to just make it clear to you in a community whereby there is no solid information or a channel of information that when we felt that we want to let it to go down we rise up again mm. because there is no longer a medium for awareness. Mm. So we want more awareness. Mm. And we believe sugar have done a greatest awareness creation for our youth mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So we want them back.
1: Oh wow. Mm. Thank you. Um so I wanna take it back actually to your youth, your own youth, um, all of you. Um and growing up in Nigeria, um, in your teenagehood, you know, between ages of 10, 11, 12 to eighteen, what were your hopes and dreams growing up?
2: When 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 I was growing up, then mm. I I told I like I said earlier, I got to know nine years ago I was fourteen. No, my hope then I me mean, I don't have any hope then because I don't have guardians and no parents mm. and all that. So getting myself involved in these, I was just like oh. MTV Sugar. To be sincere with you, MTV Sugar has really really impacted. Mm knowledge and on me and other youth Good. there mm. as in the knowledge acquired was i can't i can't explain it because then what i faced was was terrible it was mm. ugly but for me to come into mtv at the being mtv sugar was not was not there then i don't know what would have happened mm. do you get yeah so when I was growing over, I was just like, I want to be a doctor, I want to be this, I want to be that, before I got myself in mm-hmm. to where I am now. So when I got there, it was ugly. But thank God again, I met, like she said, Mr. Lange Baba Mole. He has really, really been a good mentor. He's a, he's a person that wants youth living with HIV to grow. Mm-hmm. So he brought me, I got to meet him through my boss, mm-hmm. Amino. I my know in Canada now, that lack home. you will not die, you can't die, this, you come mm-hmm. into. So immediately I'm moving to MTV based Sugar. I was just like, ah, Mr. Larry, you said it and it's true. You said yes. So it gave me enough courage to mm-hmm. build myself and where I am now. With God, Mr. Larry and MTV Sugar I was mm-hmm. able to handle it. Mm-hmm.
5: Wow.
3: Alright uh, for me growing up knowing HIV and AIDS wasn't um a friendly you know topic at all. Mm. Because I remember then my mom told me that um HIV it's a white man disease that is mm. blown it into the air mm. and one can just contract it through the air mm. so the fears of where to even move to becomes an issue. Talk of sitting down, relating, coaching, or probably even fighting for the rights of people living with HIV. Do you get? So it's, it's not a thing which I actually dreams of mm. because of the fear my moms have put in me. Do you get? Mm. So there wasn't really and information about the basic facts of HIV. So HIV is just a deadly disease and touching whoever that that has HIV alone, you will be infected. Or even talking about HIV, people will stigmatize you. Mm. Even on the work I, 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 I do, I hosted a tournament last year is on HIV and AIDS, and the moment I finished that uh, that tournament, a lot of people kept calling me that. Do you have HIV? Are you living with mm-hmm. HIV? How come you're working on HIV? Imagine from that time to this time.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: At least there has been a a a a clear information from those days to this time around. Mm-hmm. But then, for you to know that if I have a problem with what HIV is in my in my teen age compared to what this our uh, teen age of these days we have because we've been deprived to go into the school to mm-hmm. to talk to these to to the youths mm-hmm. about hiv they will tell us if you go to the school don't talk about condom don't talk about um abstinence don't talk about be faithful, sorry, don't talk about be faithful, but you can talk about abstinence. Mm. And do not forget that a lot of these youth have been practicing it mm. unknowingly to their parents. Mm. So if we've been shut down, not to educate, I mean, educate the secondary school students what HIV is all about and how they can protect themselves, then my own information about HIV then will even be more better than the generation to come.
1: Oh wow. yeah. Mm. So what were your personal hopes and dreams in that context?
3: My personal hopes and dreams anyway, um I believe that one day there will be free HIV generation. Mm. That is to say if there is an opportunity for us to keep creating awareness and giving out the appropriate treatments to the real people. Mm. Then for me, I have the I believe that there is a hope mm-hmm. for a free HIV generation.
1: Biadun, mm-hmm. your own hopes and dreams.
4: Actually, yeah, um, like I said, I grew up knowing about it. Very, I was let's say eight mm-hmm. when I was informed about it. So, I I believe that if we have a good government and a lot of people that can help the community to educate the youth about this. We won't be where we are like this because the the information are very low at that time like this. Mm. They don't have, the people are just, we're just living right now, like mm. it's a normal thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a normal thing. We're say it, it's a normal thing. So we just want where everything can be. We can still control this
1: thing so would you say that things have changed your hopes and dreams have have they evolved become something different because we've been listening to some of the young women of the ages i'm talking about 10 and between 10 and 18 um listening to the things they have to say and you know they want to become doctors they want to become lawyers some even soldiers and we also ask them who they are influenced by and who they are influenced by is so opposite towards what they want to become (laughs) um they want to they are influenced by purple speedy i don't know if you know her she's an influencer on tiktok (laughs) i also didn't know i was also you know very interested to find out um mercy johnson kylie jenner justin bieber you know these celebrities that those are not doctors those are not lawyers but These are the influences that they have. So I'd be actually interested (laughs) to know if you guys have any influences, whether it's um, on TV or on social media, who's influencing you right now?
3: Who actually influenced me Mm. was Ghani Okay. He was an activist. Mm. He fought for the rights of humans Mm. and growing I actually dreamed to fight for the rights of humans. Mm. But then I am glad that Mr. Larry drugged me into this. Mm. Right now I fight for the rights of youth out there. Mm. It could be rape, mm. it could be infection, it could be anything or probably the way of their life, the way they live. Mm -hmm. Probably they don't have parents and they need to leave Mm -hmm. and things like that. So that is what I do for now, coupled with my HIV world. Mm -hmm. And um, looking at Guy Faiway, the way he has fought for a lot of things, really makes me have the dreams that one day I could be fighting for somebody's rights. Mm -hmm. And people will praise me for that. Mm-hmm. I do haven't get to that level then, though, but I am marching forward gradually to achieve that.
1: No, we see you and we appreciate you. So <laughs> take this as people saying that, yes, you are fighting for people's rights. Yeah. You are on that level.
2: Thank you. Yeah.
1: Who are you um influenced by? <laughs> He's a politician.
2: Tell tell us all about (laughs) him. I, 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 I really love him. I Mm. like him. Everything is a father. Everything Mm. to Mm. me. The thing is, um, why is he influencing me? It's 95% of politicians. Mm. They will see. They will not do. Mm. They will talk. They are not talk and do. Mm. But when I got to meet him, I, me- I met with him on mm. far mm. back 10 years ago. He mm. said, little girl, what do you want? I said, sir, I know you, you're a politician. He said, yes. Mm. Then he was trying to campaign for his out of rape. I was like, mm. when you get there, what do you have for the youth? I said, ah, little girl, what do I understand by what, what did they have for the youth? He said, mm. yes. Because Nigeria here, yeah, we don't take it serious. Mm. We believe on the gray hairs. Mm. Mm. So when youth talk, you just neglect them, yeah. tell them go to the back. Mm. It, mean, it's like, okay, I promised the youth take care of the schools and um, feed them, pay for their YX and all that. Mm. He promised and he did it, has mm. been doing it. Mm. It's my influence, I was like, okay, for me to have you as a politician and you I met with him, mm. he said he will bring up the youth, he will make the voice of the youth to mm. be heard. And fifty percent of the people working with him, mm. they are youth. Mm. They are between 25, 30, mm. 33. Yeah. I moved closer. So since then I've not got I've not gotten an opportunity to meet him again. Yeah. But he said it mm. and he's doing it. Okay. Up there is really fighting for the masses. Mm. So that's how he has really really influenced me. And mm. I the last um election I voted mm. because of him. Oh wow. Yeah. Mm. I voted because of him because he said he would do it. And and I really wish I can meet him again. Sure you get so <laughs> he has really really influenced me, but he made promise of youth. Me, I really like youth. I want youth voice to be heard everywhere yeah. we go especially on this HIV of thing, mm. youth living with HIV. I think our leaders mm. in this country, they should help youth living in, with HIV mm. because they don't have elves, they don't mm. have aunts, mm. they are whole Talk about the economic of Nigeria now, mm. coupled with HIV, it's yeah. terrible. Mm. Mm. It's terrible. So I have youths out there that they're, they're not in school because their parents are not able to help them further. And most of their parents who are HIV positive. Mm. And, you know, using ARV without taking good food mm. is not helping. So I really want Nigerian government partners like PEFA, mm. MTV, mm. to impact more on youth living with HIV. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
4: Who's influencing you right now? Yeah, my sister. Okay. Yeah. Why? Because I, I can see what she's doing mm. for the youth, and I am impressed, and I hope that one day I can be able to do more than that for the youth. Because Let's say I have uh, a friend, mm. that she, she's actually a drug addict, mm. But I was I, I was actually there for her mm. because the kind of person my sister is, mm. she's so accommodating. She uh, people with so she have everybody drugs, mm. uh, HIV, mm. tuberculosis. Mm. She will bring all of them home. Will stay together. Those mm. that doesn't have a place to to live will live together in her place. Mm. So I am I'm, I'm hoping one day. When I have a place that I'm, I'm financially okay mm. to help people, I can do that. She's mm. the only person that influences me. I don't have other celeb, no, politicians. no. That's a very
1: valid influence. I hope to meet your sister one day. She sounds like a really great and amazing person Jeez. for introducing you, especially to this line of work. Wow. So speaking again of the young people, and I love your influences. You guys have such mature influences. <laughs> um, the young people who are listening to, and they, you know, were talking about their influences obviously from the internet, and they were so confident and comfortable with using the internet and getting information from there, learning from there, entertainment from there. What was your experience growing up? Did you guys use the internet a lot? Or did you have smartphones? What What was your experience actually with the internet? My experience
2: with the internet, mm. I, I, then I don't mm. really have a smartphone. Mm. So I just had to go to the cafe mm. to browse mm. and see what is happening in the internet before I got my smartphone. Mm. Basically I use and I prefer going to the cafe then because of a lot of, the cafe I go to, I meet a lot of young people, mm, mm. and the reason why I like, even when I got my smartphone, I still go there. The reason why I like going there is interact with them, mm. ask them, do you know about HIV? All, mm. all I talk about is HIV. Mm. They are mm-hmm. like, are you with HIV, what is wrong? Nothing. Mm. Have you been tested? So me going to the cafe mm. about the internet to check what is happening. On HIV and mm. social media, media yeah. generally I do that. Mm. But my focus then was HIV mm. because of what I went through, like mm. I said earlier. So if I go to the cafe to to assess the internet, I used to go to where youth mm. at. So when I get there, have you been tested? At times I go with my test kids. Mm. Have you been tested? No. I, I as an adherence as mm. sorry pre-counseling mm. I'll cancel the person HIV is not the uh, HIV is not the uh, is it's not the end of the world mm. I make them understand what HIV is mm. and I make them understand that okay the post counseling like okay what if you're HIV positive what will happen ah, I will die mm. I will go I'll go and throw myself inside the lagoon this I'm <laughs> like okay no it's not like that mm. we have a lot of people sitting here that are HIV positive that we don't know they were like, no, why is he? He said, no, keep calm down. Mm. So I run. Then I did a lot of HIV tests, but I I was able to get one person. Mm. She's a girl, and oh, she was wow. a virgin then. Oh wow! So I was just like, it's not new to me. We have a lot of virgins at like HIV like that. Mm. So my going to the internet then through Cafe was that was all. I could go there to do, mm. even when I have my smartphone, yeah. I still go there just because of interaction of mm. HIV. And I was able to communicate mm. what HIV is to today.
1: Wow. So you actually used the space to your advantage because you knew there were a lot of young people there. What was your experience like, Hasana
3: Well, I was brought up from um, a poor background. Mm. So I don't have um, access to internet. Mm. We don't have a smartphone. So the only phone I grew up with my mom was Nokia 3310. Mm. And she has, she said she has been using it for some time. Mm. And um, I would just dodge it to make some calls with you or leave to my friends, yeah. most especially those of my friends that their parents are rich. Mm. But once in a while, there was this man who stays on our, re- uh, on our street. Mm. He's into cafe. So we'll have to buy airtime to mm. go to the cafe to browse. But mm. then there wasn't that to really something meaningful we were mm. going there to do. But we'll just buy airtime mm. and we'll just be there pressing rubbish. <laughs> we'll just be pressing rubbish. Mm. Let's continue pressing mm. rubbish. So until one day, now said, what exactly are you looking for? I said I want to open Yahoo. <laughs> People are saying that they, they when you have Yahoo, you can have access to a lot of information, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. So that mm-hmm. was how I opened the Yahoo. But from there, Sha uh my friend, whom her parents was rich, will come and um to my house with a big phone. From mm-hmm. there was just start to be pressing whatsoever we felt that we just want to press. Mm-hmm. So Gradually, as we were growing and growing and growing, we now started knowing the benefits oh, okay. of what internet is is, is actually mm. is. Yeah. For me, I believe internet is for a vital information, mm. not to get lost out of the world. Mm. And, and um, my teacher do tell me then that um, a world what is a small place?
5: Mm.
3: It's uh, just a global, um, you know, circle. Mm -hmm. So I do not really understand what he meant then, Mm -hmm. not until I started using Mm -hmm. the real what internet is, but as I was growing as a teenager, I wasn't really exposed to it, Mm -hmm. but as I was growing out of my teen to, you know, a matured babe now, (laughs) I started to be knowing what
1: internet is. And seeing... um how young people use the internet these days would you allow maybe your kids or future kids to use internet no 18 and above yeah (laughs) 18 and above oh okay what about you it's totally abused yeah so would you let your kids no no you'd restrict them from from it until they are old enough until they are old enough oh wow Oh, wow. that's interesting because the young women that we're listening to, like I said, they are between ages of 10 and 18. They are really using the internet and um, that the information that they're getting, I'm sure whether it's correct or incorrect, I don't know. Like you say, you wouldn't want your child to use it until they're 18 because there's a lot of stuff that you can find there that are not good for you. Um, and, you know, some people post wrong things on internet. They post incorrect information, especially on social media. They just write things that are sometimes blatant lies. Mm-hmm. So when you are, you are using the internet, because I'm sure you guys have some social media, Facebook, Instagram. If you see something that is untrue or when people are just talking about like misinformation, talking lies, maybe maybe about HIV, how do you move through that to get the real truth of what is going on? How do you do your own research? Uh, there are a lot of
3: informations mm. that people have spread on the internet. Mm. There was a time I got this information that there was a young lady who works with Pepsi mm. that cut his finger and said, you know, press his blood into the oh. Pepsi. And they were saying that people should not drink Pepsi. Then mm. it really hit me hard because I knew the whole information about it. Mm. Even if it, even if the person likes, let him cut the whole of his body into pieces mm. and squeeze the blood into, into the Pepsi. Mm. No one will contact HIV from that. Mm. But for people spreading that kind of information mm. was totally a very wrong one. And it got me angry, mm. so that I had to call a friend of mine. Mm. Um, I called Amina Ali. I called Mr. Ibrahim Umoru. Mm. I called uh, Auntie Rolake. She she's a giant lady, giant lady. When we're talking about HIV and AIDS in mm-hmm. Nigeria, mm-hmm. these are the people who are really at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had to call them. I said, boss, this is what I got. And this thing is really boiling me. Aside from these people trying to tarnish the image of Pepsi, the brand, the brand aside from that, people are placing a kind of label mm. into the HIV as a whole, mm. why would you say that if you drink a Pepsi, a Pepsi is being is being contaminated with uh, blah, 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 this, that, that, that. And then another story of a young woman who was working with a particular bank, I will not mention that um, she said they lay off simply because she tested to HIV, blah, blah, blah. And uh, at the long run, some activists, group of activists who stood up to fight for the rights. Mm. But she said no. Mm. So you see, when we're talking about the advantage of the the media, mm. we still have to talk about the the, the, the the disadvantage of it. Yeah. If you have a correct fight for us to fight for, you should al- allow the people who want to fight for you to do the fighting. Mm. But you have it, and you do not allow people to fight for. It means to say that you yourself, you're killing yourself in a silent mode. Mm. Do you get yeah. So there are a lot of messages we've seen, we've seen on the internet. There's one I even saw about three days ago. A friend of mine just posted mm-hmm. it on a Instagram mm. status. And he said, run away from this lady. This lady is HIV positive. Mm-hmm. He has infected the whole city."
5: Mm.
3: Only God knows where she got it from. What kind of information is Mm. that? But I had to call this lady. I said, where did you get this information from? Mm. This video you're sharing, I want to get to the root of it. Mm. And by the time we mix all our research, from day four, that that was about day four uh, yesterday to this time around, we we reached the girl. Mm. And the girl said, she does not even know who posted her. Mm. she does not even know how her picture managed to escalate her to this and probably
4: she's doing someone
3: are mm. you getting mm. it now mm. we try to you know make her to think otherwise did you do this did you do that did you? he said babe I know nothing about HIV As I'm speaking with you I've never done HIV testing my entire life mm. and doing that made her to know her HIV status yesterday mm. because I had to refer her down to an office mm in Bene City there. And she went there, she did that test. She showed it to me, said, look at it. I am negative, I said, congratulations. But then, three months time, you have to go back for it. period. Mm. Mm. So you see the kind of messages people spread on the internet, mm, yeah. so horrible.
1: No, but I like the fact that, you, you know, you take on an investigative role, you're like, I'm going to uncover the truth. I'm
3: an activist. <laughs> Trouble is my hobby, mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> i love trouble Mm. make trouble and let us drag it Mm. so that is just my food Mm. when you bring trouble into my table you have given me what to eat for my for my breakfast lunch and dinner
1: i love it Mm -hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about family planning and reproductive health now i've been mentioning these young women who've been listening to once again i'll just repeat the ages um 10 to 18 years old and let me say that when we we're listening to them talk about family planning we were shocked especially the younger ages of 10 to 13. they knew it all they knew about postinol they know about plan b the pill, implants condom and they're so articulate uh, about what they know i would like to know from you guys growing up um was it easy to be having these conversations about family planning, about reproductive health? Oh, we're growing. young.
3: My mom would tell me, if a man nears you, you are pregnant. Touches you. <laughs> if it sits beside you, you You're are pregnant. pregnant. Mm. So where would the family planning comes from? Mm. Oh, wow. Or uh, when you come from school, probably your schoolmates, whom is a boy, follow you down to your home, and your mom will tell you, who is that boy? And what is that boy for? Mm. Do you know if that boy should touch you, you are pregnant? Yeah. Oh, wow. So there is no family planning? Family plan, (laughs) but... Or who born you well to talk about condom where your parents are? (laughs) Or do you want to tell your parents you want to take an injection to to protect you Mm -hmm. from getting pregnant? pregnant? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. You then do try it. Let me tell you, even till now in Nigeria, no yeah. any mother will want to tell you <coughs> bluntly that I want to do family planning for my girl. Yeah. Mm. This is Africa. Mm. The mentality of ah Tobashe obe Tobashe Ogbe means if you try it, you are I done. Mm. Oh wow. Yes.
1: So you dare don't try it. <laughs> oh, wow. Tell, tell me your experience because <laughs> I can see that in your mind, you just have a lot going through. Tell me. Experience. Bloody experience.
4: <laughs> <laughs> just saying bloody. Been, I had
2: privilege to a uh, family planning day. Mm. The way leads to pregnancy, mm. chige, there was nothing of such. Then it was horrible. Mm. Family planning, mm. say it where. In a, circle like, in a circle of an adult, if a mm. young girl just talk about posterior, they will strangle her to date. Oh, So, <laughs> family planning. <laughs> Nothing like family <laughs> planning. Not to talk about <laughs> <It is. laughs> them, no. when going up, no.
5: Oh, but, wow. Uh, they been, I have
2: access to family planning, or I have knowledge to family planning. I was able to access family planning then, mm. really, I was raped. I would go straight and Mm. but there's nothing to do mm. and I had the baby it's fine she's not she's negative and everything is going on so family planning then is just which oh, it is not that we're hearing about family planning among young people was just like immediately you know, I heard the program family planning I flashed back then that mm. at the beginning I have the opportunity of mm-hmm. this mm. this wouldn't have happened but yeah all works well mm. good so as justice all
1: your experience tell me your experience because you said you you know started learning about hiv when you're about eight years old so was family planning a part of that learning and those yeah. discussions yeah yeah mm. what was your experience
4: it's actually yeah my sister mm. she told me that eh, once you don't the guys who always want to come your way Mm. and there's only one way for you to prevent yourself if you know that okay you've seen a person you like mm. because if, if, even though they will tell you that don't do it mm. if you want to do it then you want mm. to do it because you like that person mm. I would now she would now tell me that okay i will not monitor you anywhere you want to go to but this is condom mm. my sister showed me this is condom because she actually brought me up when i lost my dad mm. so that's why we have that kind of mutual relationship mm. so she will show me this is condom and my school the school i went to mm. uh, the, they used to bring all the say uh, education uh health education whatever. Mm. they'll show us how to insert mm. the condom on a uh, cucumber k- yeah the, <laughs> that this is how to do it so mm-hmm. i was more exposed to it like don't do it then i actually told myself that this year uh, this actual age mm. when i see someone that i like that i'm ready to mm. so we will mm. try it mm. so i with it because i wasn't in a hurry to do yeah. it and mm. i've she actually told me things to do so i tried it oh that's
2: nice you don't really have a good fame. you have a good influencer. yeah really, she really does
1: really. i love it do you think that um youth of nowadays in Nigeria are more free to talk about family planning or do you think that there's still a lot of stigma and judgment from elders if young people try and talk about it
2: yes mm. a lot of stigma judges we mm. love a lot right now fine they are introducing introducing um family planning mm-hmm. to young people but adults caregivers mm-hmm. parents mm-hmm. They don't want to hear about it, but they've forgotten that internet will teach their children more mm. uh-huh. of it. Mm. So when we try to explain to them that internet, no, 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 my daughter is a virgin. But when you come close to them, mm. interact with them, talk to them as your peers, they will open up to you what they do at the back. Mm. So right now, family planning is being introduced, mm. but parents, religion leaders,
4: Street parents, yes. mm, those those okay. ones that are very
2: so. I too. think religious leaders, too. Yeah, yes, they really need are. to talk about, tell them about this family planning of it. And it's not mm. as if to them they believe if you're talking about family planning, you are telling the child to go as Yeah, and,
5: mm.
2: I met with one, I said, What she's what these children are doing at the back. Mm. If you see it, you will not not imagine, you will go crazy. (laughs) So just tell them the truth Mm. that this is what and what what you to do to prevent unwanted pregnancy, Mm. what to do to prevent HIV, STI. Mm. Tell them, educate them so that when they go and do whatever they want to, they will prevent themselves. No, my doctor. So we really need to, our parents, guidance and religious leaders, we need to bring more an impact more knowledge on them mm. on this um family plan if you go to any um hospital mm. a young girl mm. go to hospital for family planning ah they will arrest you
4: ah the willow the, <laughs> the willow oh wow really so ah. it's 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 that bad are yeah. you married what do you need it for where is no. husband only you, they'll want to question you only if you go to some private, mm. private, just mm. to do it. Mm. Only that. Although
3: Lagos State is actually trying to record mm. it with you in the sense that um, there is a se- center they call Hello Lagos. Mm. But the only challenges I thought that we have in that Hello Lagos mm. is that they want young ones to come mm. for assessment yeah. of what they put on the table. But at the same time, put a group of elderly women there to mm. condemn. You know, to, con- to, to give out the services to them. Mm. And before you know what is happening, those elderly people you put there to give those services to the young lady will be eyeing them with some kind of... You know, bad eye. Mm.
1: Oh,
3: wow. Oh, wow. Can you imagine? ranu <laughs> <laughs> means this wayward child. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at this stupid girl, what's she coming to do? Hey, she came here yesterday for a condom. She's still coming back again for condom. Only God knows if the parent knows about it. Mm -hmm. And draw to that, you're actually chasing those, Mm -hmm. those pairs away Mm -hmm. for them to come and assess what they were supposed to assess to protect their lives, Mm -hmm. you know? So for me, there is a lot to do, just like what Adiola has said, Mm there is a lot to do mm. the r- religious leaders need to get involved although i am not surprised because even at the church level you hardly hear them talking about family planning among the adults mm. the housewives talk about the young the young ones mm. so the religious leaders the governments the state governments and partners mm. needs to come together to make sure that at least we get something in the rightful place mm. and get it from the rightful person. Mm. If you're not peer, you can never behave like a peer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm a youth, the other can understand my language. Yeah. The other can understand my language. Yeah. I'm a kilombo. When you tell an elderly person, Kilombo, that person will like "Ah, that child, that person is (laughs) (laughs) Do You know what they call Omota? All these garage Mm. boys, stout. But when we say Kilombo for ourselves, we know what we're talking about. Kilombo means what is happening
2: now.
3: Oh, wow, oh, We know what we're talking about.
2: Mm,
3: But what it is not designed for the peers can never be given to a peer Mm. by, by non peer. It has to be delivered to the peer by the peer. Yeah. Mm.
5: yeah.
3: So if you design it for us, we must implement it.
4: Yeah.
1: As I like to say to all these organizations, nothing about us without us. You can't be talking about us making things for us. We don't
3: involve us. We you need to involve us. Carry right. us, carry us along. along. Don't just design for us because we we, we know the way we want to design mm. it. Allow us to be the curator. Yeah. We want to curate it the way we want it.
2: Yeah.
3: And we want to use it the way we want it. Mm. But if you curate it for me, I might not be able to use it because it is for your own design, your taste. Yeah. So allow us to do the design. Mm. We can draw it. We mm. can make a plan. We can implement. Exactly. So that is
1: it. Oh, wow. Mm. I like that. I want to hear from you guys now. Um, About you know People are always talking about differences Between boys and girls Men and women Um, Would you say that There's still There has been a balance Do you think things have changed Or is there still a lot of discrimination In some situations Well you can tell me whether it's career School Sex Relationships Is there difference between boys and girls and how they get treated
3: No for now I think things are getting better aside from some local areas mm. like the houses mm. or the the Igbos mm. but then the Igbos as well are growing these days yeah? mm. they are seeing beyond tying the career of their girl's child down mm. yeah they've started seeing it like an equal mm. that a child is a child yeah being it a girl or probably a boy. Mm. Whatever a boy can do, a girl can do better. Mm. And I keep preaching to the young ones that are, you know, younger than me. That mm. look, Okonjo Unwela, It's a woman, mm. and to God be the glory. Today, she's the DG of World Trade uh, Trade um, Organization. Mm. It's kudos to Nigeria. Yeah. Mm. And aside from Nigeria, kudos to women at large. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole world at large, the mm-hmm. women, the whole women in the whole world. Mm-hmm. If women can be able to take that space to come to where a man's supposed to sit and a woman take that position, so there is a lot for us to learn. So for Kunjoela coming from the from the southern part of the of Nigeria, they've actually learned from it. Mm. In my own place where I even come from too, they do the same thing, but now they've caught it. For me to tell you about more, about Nigeria, even as a land, they will tell you, you cannot take a piece of land because you are not a male child. Yeah. Mm. But these days, everything is becoming mm. equal. Yeah. Mm. So the discrimination about the gender is actually going down. Yeah. Okay. yeah.
4: That's good down, to hear. What's yeah. your experience? It's the same, like, it is going down. It's going down,
2: yeah. 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 There's a lot of difference well, between...
4: Like before, they will tell a girl shy can't do this, Boy, boy only a boy can't do mm. that. Well, now
1: they see it equal. Mm. A child is a child. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's good. And a child is a child. They should be able to have the same opportunities yeah. and experience <laughs> as their peers at any moment in time. Um. And now since I know you guys are very passionate about HIV and AIDS, and someone described Ben actually would say that our age group, I'm sure we are all in our twenties, mid twenties, um, that we are the first post AIDS generation. So we were born just as, you know, AIDS was starting to do the bad things that it was doing in our communities. And I know that, you know, you shared a little bit about your stories, but how would you say that HIV and AIDS and the epidemic has personally affected your lives. And you can tell your story and you can share as much as you're willing to. We can start with you. Um, HIV has really
2: impacted a lot of things Mm. in me. the way I the way I was trained the way that I was brought up the whole thing is just but thank God for HIV and at the back of my my mind I like okay thank God I have HIV self. At the end, I' even I do not have HIV I will not be sitting here with you
5: mm.
2: at the end, I' mean I don't have HIV I will not be among the sugar and TV base I' mm. been I was not infected. With HIV, I will not have that boldness to move to young people, talk to them, let them know their status. Mm. Do you get mm. where I'm coming from? If not for HIV, it, HIV made me strong, made me to be a strong woman. Had it been I was not positive, then the way things happened, I don't know how I got to be. I I don't know how I got to meet in life with HIV. I don't know. I just know I was diagnosed and tested HIV-positive. And the terrible experience then really made me go up. I was like, OK, for me to go through this, I have a lot of young people too
5: mm-hmm.
2: that will experience this, and they don't have who to cry to and all that. Mm-hmm. So it has really, really impacted a lot of knowledge in me, and it has really given me that courage to stand firm Mm. On my grand, like, oh, whatever comes will come and go. Mm. Move on. Mm. So it has really given me the courage of like during the time of a pandemic and um, coronavirus, mm. then I tell people then that during the time of HIV, they did not tell us to go indoor. Nobody should come outside. Mm. Everybody stay indoor. During the HIV pandemic, then when it started newly. There was not enough such. It's mm. just blood to blood. Even not for blood to blood, you will not get HIV by touching you mm. and all that. You, you are like, yes, at least HIV is better than this one now. Mm. Do you get it? Yeah. Sweat to sweat. I heard them um, coronavirus, you can get it. Mm. But HIV is not like that. Mm. And if somebody is HIV positive and the person is not having blood mm. in ease or mouth can peck or kick somebody that is not HIV-positive and the person would not have it. Mm. But somebody that is having um, uh, coronavirus cannot kiss or (laughs) peck. Don't you get what Mm. I'm saying? So it has really, really encouraged and impacted a lot in me. Mm. And it had made me a strong woman and I was able to carry young people along. Mm. When I meet young people, people living with HIV, is because I'm an advocate. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm the, I'm the secretary association of positive duty in Nigeria, mm-hmm. HIV positive duty in Nigeria. I'm the secretary, mm-hmm. so I was able to bring them together to like, so. Okay.
3: okay. My personal experience, how it has impacted my life. I was unable to sit on a high table. Mm with some top professors while I was just holding just BSc. Yes. If I do not work on HIV, I might not be able to sit in the midst of professors. Mm. If I do not have knowledge on HIV, I might not be able to impart on other youth out there. I might not be able to make some changes. I might not be able to to give the real voice that people need to hear to HIV. Mm. Because the truth of the issue is you can only be a selfish person when you are expecting somebody to love you when you do not pass the purpose of that person to love you to him.
5: Mm.
3: Now, let me go down a little bit. You are HIV positive. You do not give me some basic information, how to get about being protected. Mm. You do not tell me that even if I touch you, I cannot contact it. Mm. Even if I kiss you, I cannot contact you. Even if I I do what again, eat with you, I cannot contact it. Now, and I'm stigmatizing you. Mm. Whose fault is that? is the person who is actually living with that virus because he does not pass the correct information to the right people. Mm. And that is what HIV world has taught me. They have taught me to get some correct and basic information about HIV. Mm. And that's exactly what I am passing to the world. Mm. I pass the correct information to the youth, and aside from the youth, to the whole, you know, mm. I can't just call it the nation, but the generation mm. to get. So for me, working on HIV or HIV, that name alone, has really given me the stance to stand on my feet to be able to fight mm. for the less privileges, to fight. For the right of people mm. to, at the same time, pass across some correct information to people. Mm. So, getting into HIV field is the best thing I've ever gotten in my life.
1: Mm. You know, in the US, it's become a really contentious conversation, especially um, now that the you know this discussion that. Pepfar might not be reauthorized, which means that all the organizations that they support won't get funding. And um, maybe let's give a message, you know, to anyone who might be watching out there who might be influenced by the things we've said today. Um, how has um, Pepfar changed your lives? And we can start with you. Okay, Pepfar. I've worked on Pepfar
3: projects because I was once in the NACA call center office Mm. as an agent. They once paid my salary. Mm. And ever since the project winded off, it has affected me, though, because you know how they paid. Mm. You know how they paid. Then, talking about um, youth at large, Because I believe one person speaks Mm. for millions. And I would say both negative and positive. PEFA have really tried for both negative and positive people. Mm. Because we've been able to use their donation to get people tested. Those ones who do not actually know about their HIV status mm. got to know about their HIV status freely, mm. without no pain. In the course of my job, I have realized that there are a lot of women who are not ready to have children mm. due to the fact that <coughs> there is no any supporting, you know, mm. organization or probably um funded mm. that has been put in place for them to just move on with their reproductive lives mm. and i remember then because i do refer people to loot mm. because loot is one of the hospital loot is um lagos um, university teaching hospital mm. in Idi edi we do refer people from here And then, they expanded their their, their, their services to all these areas that I want you to note. When you do operation, Mm. it's for free. Mm. There is a free baby formula Mm. for the newly born baby through the the positive women. Mm. Mm. There is a prophylaxis given to the child mm. within a period of six months or thereabouts, including co- um um, co- um cot- uh, cotrimazone mm. that they will give to the child for another six years to make it one year, mm. or even extended it to one and a half years. Mm. Then, for the prevention of e uh, a- 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 m t C. Mm. that is the elimination of um, mother-to-child Transmission. Mm. They were doing all these things then, and I tell you what I actually interested women then was even the baby formula mm. given to those mothers, mm. and there is something they get they call plugging notes that was actually given to those child suffering from malnutrition then. Mm. So there are a lot of things people have done that right now really mm. really Women at the stage of reproductive stage mm. that are HIV positive are actually suffering. And due to that, based, the, based on the facts,
5: mm.
3: I am talking about based on the facts that I'm the clinic session, mm. women confided in us, yeah. telling mm. us that they will go for abortion. Some will even tell you they have done abortion mm. simply because... There is nothing to cover it up before now? I'll say one very important thing here mm. before now, PEFA provided free viral load test mm. yeah. and CD4 count test. These days, you have to pay for your um for your viral load in some hospitals, mm. and they got to a time I told you trouble is my hobby Mm. (laughs) we put up a stage and we were just making us here and there they need to come to for helping Mm. people cannot continue to be paying their bills that they do not prepare for Mm. you will want to go and do cd4 counts you will pay for it some baseline test, you will pay for it. Some don't even go to the hospital to collect treatment again. Some go to the, to the pharmacy to buy the treatment. Mm. Simply because they knew that they cannot afford to pay for the test. Find the treatment is free. Mm. But then, they cannot afford to pay for the testing. PEFA have actually given Nigeria a very ease mode yeah. for people living with HIV to move on Mm. without stress, Mm. but after the winding off of PEFA, there have been issue here and there. Mm. You see that they take your blood. For one year, you don't see your result, your viral load results.
5: Mm.
3: For two years, you don't see your CD4 country results. Mm. And you are talking about not reinfecting Mm. your partner. If the other person does not know the level of his CD4 count or the viral load, won't mm-hmm. spreading of HIV continues, mm. and remember, it's only when you are taking your treatment very well and you know the level of your viral load mm. that you cannot be sure that, okay, at this level, I am very sure I cannot transmit HIV again. Mm. So what are the fate of our women? Yeah. Uh, needs to come back. Yes. There are a lot of things we have
2: missed. Mm.
1: Tell us your experience. Mm. Or how has it changed your life actually?
2: Even over paper, I, mean, I can't afford to take, buy my drugs. Mm. ARV is very, very expensive. Mm. City 4 counts. Viral mm. load. Mm. Where will I get money for? Like I said, I even they are selling an ARV. I heard this 15000 there, but I said, ah. Mm. The last job I did, I was paid 15000 naira. So how do you expect me to pack all the old stipends to so go and get drugs? So it has really, really impacted most, most of the youth because we have a lot of youth there. They can't afford to do anything. Mm. Imagine a secondary school child. Mm. Where would the child, and the parent is not doing well. Mm. Where would the child get money to buy drugs? Yeah. If not for the help of paper. Mm. How do you trade in Nigeria? We don't die with the with HIV. Mm. so but thank god for that Befa has really really done a great job for keeping mm. us at least giving us our jobs
1: Yeah, like I said wow thank you guys for being so open and sharing with me um, it's been an interesting sad happy I don't know all the emotions that <laughs> came up during this conversation um, but I want to know from you young ladies what's next for you um what are you doing next whether it's career wise life wise love wise relationship wise tell me what what's next for you and we can start with you since you haven't said anything in a while (laughs) yeah
4: i'm actually i'm i'm working on myself um Mm. to get a place i'm in nail tech right Mm. now i like your nails thank you nails for the camera Show the camera, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So, I'm working to get a place on my own. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Hassana?
3: Well, my career right now, Mm. I'm an athlete. I I actually have an outfit that's into sports Mm. and events. Mm. And like I told you earlier, I have organized one of my dreamer shaped project, a proposal that I wrote 2011, Mm. when I came into the limelight of HIV. Mm. I wrote that proposal 2011, and uh, to God be the glory, the proposal could not fly for good 11 years, not until 2022. Mm. And this is a t-shirt you're looking on me.
1: Oh, I like it, yeah. That's so cute.
3: So if you look at it here, I wish you it could is the first amateur golf <laughs> mm. tournament, and this is Red Ribbon. Mm. This year it will be coming back alive again yeah. for the second edition, and the name will be changed from amateur golf tournament. This is the tournament I told you of that I did, mm. and people were coming to me, do you really have HIV? Mm. <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: How come did you go into HIV tournament? but they mm. forgot that I have my passion for it. Mm. So this is a program that I cannot, there is nothing Hassan Adams can do without integrating HIV stuff into it. I'm into an events and this is the tournament I have done. If I go to another event again, I will still make sure that I integrate HIV. Mm. So HIV has been my watchword word. Mm. So whatsoever you do, get your hiv test Mm. and know where you belongs to
1: oh wow so thank you what's next for you hiv my career is hiv Mm.
2: my career being an advocate Mm. for Mm. people living with hiv young people living with hiv Mm. so i really want to push further as in i'm working on it i hope god will help me get Mm. my own angel after after schooling, because I really mm. want to go back to nothing. Mm. So after schooling, I want to have my own NGO mm. that will be running young people, strictly young people living with HIV, mm. and the females facing GBV, mm. and the family planning of the thing. Thank
1: you. Oh, you heard it here, everyone. Uh, it's been an amazing episode. Thank you so much for sharing. Like I said, I've experienced so many emotions. I don't know if it showed on my face, but I experienced so many emotions. Listening to your stories, your experiences, um, the work that you've done is truly amazing. So thank you so much uh, for your contributions, for being willing to share and being open. Um, and we'll get back to Ben. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so, so. much. <laughs>
0: well, what have we learned?
1: A lot. <laughs> hey. a, what haven't we learned?
0: You know, but on a serious note, um, listening to these conversations and particularly listening to, you know, people who are, you know, frankly, a lot younger than me, mm. there is no way I could have articulated what they have articulated. There's no way I would have understood the questions as a young person teenage boy growing up in a boarding school in England Mm. no way I would have understood it I'm really in awe of the extraordinary leadership of these teenage girls and young women I I sort of feel as if if this is what the future is like we may stand a chance we may be in good hands
1: oh those are absolutely the right words I think we We are still lost, like how you would say you wouldn't have been able to articulate because we are young at the end of the day. But I think when you are facing the issues that we face and even more issues that some other young people face, you have no choice but to be strong. You have no choice but to articulate really well. Um, what you want from your leaders, what you want from your government, what you want from, you know, your healthcare providers, you have no choice. You just have to be strong. You have to be an activist. You have to, you know, love trouble, as Hassana said, love trouble. Yeah,
0: I, mm. and I do love trouble. And I guess, you know, for me, as I ended my teen years and became a young adult, what you've described having no choice, having mm. to be strong. That's exactly what I felt at the start of the AIDS epidemic mm. in the UK. So there is that there is that sense of continuity. The other thing that really strikes me is that we are in the middle of a revolution, a technical revolution. Mm. And isn't it interesting that the ladies that we just spoke to, and they're your age, mm. um for them the internet was not such an important part of their early teenage years, where we are hearing in other settings through the Global Listening Project, that today's reality is very different from young girls.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, that's true. Even even if, you know, I'm, I'm going to reflect on my own childhood, teenagehood, you know, the internet really only came on and became a social media kind of platform you know you're using your phone for random google searches like hasana said you're just searching nonsense you're not really searching anything that makes sense (laughs) you're just googling whatever you know seems to be interesting at that moment in time but it was not really as pivotal as it has been especially since covid because for young people these days the internet is everything it's, it's it's out of place not to have access to the internet. It's not a norm anymore. It's out of place. And young people are just becoming more and more informed, as we've heard in some of these focus group discussions. Even if mm. uh,
0: young women of your age would mm. not let their kids have access to the internet I was, until they're 18?
1: I, I, I was decently surprised. But I think it speaks to um the turning of the tide now where young people who are now obviously going to becoming parents soon or are already parents realise that, you know, the internet is not just um, a wonderful slice of heaven, you know, in between computers. Um, There's also the dangers and overexposure can be harmful. Mm. So um, I was pleasantly surprised actually. So I've
0: got one more question for Mm. you. We've obviously been recording these podcasts while back in the United States, there's sort of growing concern that PEPFAR may not be reauthorized and this anxiety that uh, some congressional leaders have that, you know, PEPFAR is promoting abortion in some way. And yet I'm feeling from what we have heard here that PEPFAR, through its support of treatment of HIV-positive women, of its emphasis on the prevention of mother to child transmission, Mm. may actually have helped prevent abortions, may well actually have supported women who might otherwise think they couldn't carry a baby to term Mm. because of their HIV status, that they and their kid had a future. What's your sense?
1: Yeah, no, exactly that, Ben. I mean, just to say it outright, you know, the support um, that PEPFAR has given these organizations and sometimes directly has given to um, these young women who, like um, was said here, you know, we there there was a point now where young people who were diagnosed with HIV and AIDS were now getting into the reproductive phase. And because PEPFAR was there, it meant that they didn't have to choose between living positively and motherhood. They got to choose motherhood in spite of their status and live healthily as mothers and also have um, so-called healthy babies who are not positive and all the different treatments that they were talking about, the assurances that were made, um, you know, through education to the nurses, the different treatments that were given to babies, um, because PEPFAR made it an emphasis, you know, that, Young women and young mothers um, living with HIV could have babies and have more babies or do whatever they want, you know, but they could choose that and they didn't have to make the difficult choice of not being mothers just because of their status. Mm.
0: Well, a lot to think on and Mm. ruminate on. It's been a real pleasure working with you on uh, these podcasts, Waisha. I
1: mean, it is me. (laughs) (laughs)
0: and for you to be in front of the camera again
1: nerve-wracking but i'm sure you guys didn't notice anything at all
0: (laughs) well that's it for our lagos episodes we're on the road with the global listening project and this podcast episode was brought to you with our friends at frontline aids where we most certainly have been sharing the mic thank you to all of the team behind the camera from the House Chronicles and our dear friend, uh, Emma Oduma, who have directed and produced these episodes. Um, and of course, a big thanks to you. You can subscribe and you can give us five stars. We're on every podcast platform and we are on YouTube channel, LinkedIn and Spotify video channels. So with that, Have a great week and a safe week, and we'll see you on the road soon.